This episode of Retro Rebel Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from, from for your iPhone, Android, or favorite MP3 player. Retro gaming and related topics for your listening pleasure. Retro Rebel is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. If you like what you hear and you want to support us, head over to patreon.com slash templeofgeek, where you can toss us a couple bucks our way for early access and other goodies. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle at templeofgeek. My name is Stacy, and as usual, today my fellow Rebels joining me are Daniel, Rooster, and Amanda. Welcome. Hello. Hey. What's up? Well, this is episode five, and this is a special episode because we're going to share our top seven favorite games. Not the best games, but our favorite games ever. Uh, I think that it was difficult, probably. I know it was for me to, to limit it to just seven, uh, and I changed my list multiple times uh, <laughs> right before we did this show. So He said limited. Um, it was hard for me to find seven. See, and I think it, it really, you, you had a difficult time finding seven you really enjoyed that much? Well, seven I would consider like my ultimate favorite games, yeah. See, I bet you after you hear all of these, you're going to change your mind. I challenge, I challenge that. I think you will change your mind. Well, uh, without further ado, uh, this one may run a little long since uh, we all have seven games. And, uh, you know, five games is what I was going to go with. But it was just, for me, it was too difficult. And I think earlier this year, there's, there was this whole top seven uh, thing trending. So, as usual, we're going to be late to this party and do it at the end of the year. So, Daniel, why don't you lead us off? What were your top seven games so and why? It took me forever to come up with this list. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the reason why I didn't give it to y'all earlier when I said it was going to be a surprise. Yeah, it's um, a surprise because I don't know what they are. Well, I, I knew what a couple games were. Um and this is in no particular order, but these are like games that I, I feel that I could probably play at any time, any, you know, just any time I feel like I need to play a game, I could probably play these seven games. First one, Super Mario World. <laughs> and by the way, most of these are going to probably be Nintendo games. Um, <laughs> so we got Super Mario World, Final Fantasy IV, okay. South, South Park, The Stick of Truth. Curveball. <laughs> I know, it's just like... Mario's Final Fantasy South Park. <laughs> <laughs> now, what makes that particular game? Now, why South Park? I can I can see how you could argue the other two. Okay, so, like, I'm a huge fan of South Park. I'm a huge fan of the humor. I'm a huge fan of the animation and stuff. And when that game came out, I mean, that was basically like you were playing a cartoon episode. Yeah. I mean, it was... They did that, that game so well. And I'm like, I'm so looking forward to uh, the one that's coming out this year. Um, the Fractured Butthole. <laughs> Well, subtlety is definitely their strength. So I'm, I'm I'm quite excited, and that might actually be added to my list when that game comes out, depending on you know how well it does. Um, continuing on, I have Street Fighter Alpha Three. Okay, um, that is probably my favorite game of the Street Fighter franchise. Uh, it had like one of the biggest rosters and um, just some of the best play mechanics. 
just all around. I, I love the Street Fighter series. I was a huge fan with the, the series when I was on, you know, when I was playing my Super Nintendo and all that stuff. That was one of the reasons yeah. why I went and got a Super Nintendo over a Sega Genesis was Street Fighter 2. Um, Batman Arkham City. Yeah. That game was just straight up amazing. Some of the things you could do. And I, I, what was cool about that game was I could actually run around that game and not even play the story and just run around, beat up crooks, swing around yeah. to the city, just... It, it was just probably one of the most fun open worlds, uh, I think. Uh, well, just if you're a Batman fan, there's just nothing better. So, anyway, uh, Star Fox sixty four, probably one of the better flight simulators on uh, on Nintendo sixty four. Probably the only flight simulator on Nintendo sixty four, but uh, it was a, it was a one it, of the best and the only. <laughs> it was. Uh, when Star Fox came out for the Super Nintendo, that game was revolutionary. You know, it was the first time you actually seen those type of 3D graphics on a Super Nintendo system. Um, and then when Star Fox 64 came out, I mean, we were just blown away. I mean, that game was just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, sadly, it's, you know, I'm sad to say, but it's going to be another Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy VI, uh, which yeah. was part three here on Super Nintendo. That game was just an epic epic intel, um, scale it was had a great story great music uh just just fun game and i mean i could play that one just anytime i can always pick that one up play it and i know yeah. what the story is i can i can play my old save file know exactly what happened so i don't have to go back and play the original game again it's, it's just yeah now that's the one with the opera scene right correct okay <coughs> very good okay but those are my seven that is Daniel's seven. Now, do you consider yourself a fan of the fight genre? I, you know, I, I think I used to be. Uh, I used to have a crap ton of like the like Blue Blaze and uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, Street Fighter. I used to be a huge fan. Uh, but once, once you know, video gaming went to the way of, you know, everybody has no friends and you sit on the couch by yourself and you play people online. I kind of yeah. got away from the fighting games because the, the best part about playing fighting games was people coming over to your house. You're beating the shit out of them. They're getting pissed off at you and you all arguing on the couch. I mean, that was like the best part was the interaction with your yeah. friends there playing the game. But it's it's not like that anymore when you, when you play online. No, yeah, that, that that is the best part of that genre. For sure. Rooster, you got uh, your... Your list. I do have my list. Tell us, tell us your favorite games. Okay, well, I'm going off of um, uh, a few systems. Uh, no particular order, um, but I guess I'll start with seven on the NES. Um, I had a debate on whether it was going to be uh, Super Mario or Legend of Zelda. Uh, I chose Legend of Zelda because I love that um, storyline, the whole, you know... <laughs> The original Being, Legend of Zelda? The, the original, the gold okay. game. Yeah. Uh, playing Link. Um, that was one of my favorite ones. Although, I regret to this day, I've never found the 12th triangle. So I've never actually beat the game. Tri so, Triforce. Triforce, yes. Triforce. Big fan. Um, <laughs> the uh, next one would be uh, Batman Arkham. Uh, also, the same same story Daniel said. Uh, you could run around that game all day long and play and just beat up criminals all day. Um, I love the missions. Um, uh, there was so, so much fun on that game. As the game progressed, the more Batman uh, uh, games came out, it got a little bit harder, especially with the last one. 
um, fighting Deathstroke and all those villains, it was ridiculously hard, and it just took the enjoyment out of it for me. But that one game was awesome. Uh, the next one would be uh, PS2, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh, Vice City was one of the best um, Grand Theft Autos ever. I mean, I, I sat there and played that game religiously. I, I, I couldn't wait to come home from work to play that game. Uh, you could buy all the mansions and buy all the cars, and you could upgrade and, and just be like, you know, uh, Scarface on that game. And it was just uh, really well uh, Grand Theft Auto. Um, the next one would, for me would be on the Xbox 360, uh, Mass Effect. Uh, the first 3. one? Oh, no. Yeah. I, I never liked the first two, although they were probably pretty good games. I'm probably going to get uh, some haters on this. I never played the first two. Um, Stacey, it took oh. Stacy the first two games to talk me into playing the third one. That's right. And I finally got it, and the um, online gaming the, with the online playing with the teams and fighting with the people. And I will say this, and other people are going to hate me too for this, but I was one of the people who would pay the $1.99 for the chest to get better weapons. <laughs> I got so pumped in that game that I paid. I'm like, oh, it's $1.99. I'm going to get another chest. And I remember playing online with a bunch of people that I didn't know. I was on their team, and I can hear them. I, I turned my mic off, and I could hear them talk. Oh, this guy has that gun. Oh, he probably played. He probably paid for all that crap. Why do people do that? You were that guy. I was that guy. I ain't gonna lie. I got excited about it, and I was wanting to be the best. And it drug me in, just like everything else does, man. It drug yeah. me into that whole wanting to be the best. And I just can't believe that you hadn't played the other two either. I mean, the whole what makes that game so good is, or it's the other two games, you know. Uh, but but you found something in that game that I think other people maybe didn't. Uh, that's that's still cool. That was that was fun for me. I could come home after work and and get online. This is the first time I ever got online though. This is when I first got online, and I could play with you, uh, Stacy, or uh, some other friends from work that were gamers, and um, we played together as a team. And I like that whole team uh, environment where you can, you know, strategize and you move over here, and I'm gonna go take down low, and I'm gonna come up from the front. Yeah, and you could talk about it and and, and actually play the game at the same time. So that was very, and I play that game religiously, and that's what I'm saying about these games that I'm talking about. Is I play these the games that I have on my list are games that I play religiously, like all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, except for the next one, which is Onimushu, uh, PS2. Uh, the reason I like Onimushu so much is because it was like uh, the the Japanese version of Resident Evil. Um, it was a puzzle game where you had to unlock things and figure things out and also liked how you could upgrade your weapons and make them from a single blade sword to like a double edged sword where you could just have all these awesome powers and, you know, do that final move at the end where you could take out the whole screen. Um, so Onomushu was the best for me, except for Onomushu 3. When I bought Onomushu 3, it was the worst version of Onomushu I ever played in my entire life and I was so mad because I was so excited to spend the next you know, umpteenth hours of my life playing this game yeah very disappointing in that game well and and I that's that's a pretty common I think most people would agree with you on that one that three just was a departure from everything that made two and one good yes and I think that I hear something about Onomushu 4 on PS uh, the new the PS4 coming out 
It's very possible. I haven't heard anything if, about it. If so, that that would be a, a reason for me to get the PS4. Because I do. I'm a big fan of the PlayStation over the Xbox. The only reason I got the Xbox was because of um, the PS2 ran out of steam and the Xbox came out and uh, they made the controllers slimmer on the uh, Xbox Three or Xbox, which made it a little bit more enjoyable for me. But number two on my list is uh, um, Kingdom of Amalur: The Reckoning. Um, yeah, that was one of my favorite games. Uh, Kurt Schilling uh, lost his whole entire bankroll on that game, uh, committing to that company, uh, which is unfortunate because I thought the game was really good. It's an adventure game. It's the same thing with Grand Theft Auto and Batman. You can run around the world. Uh, open world game and play that game and just fight all day long and build your character up with not actually having to do any missions but at the same time there are a bunch of missions that you can do uh, on the same level I had a hard time debating on that one and Fable yeah because Fable's Fable is also one of my favorite franchises ever and going to number one and I can't narrow it down to one so I'm just going to say the entire franchise of Resident Evil Number one. Number, Number one. one franchise of it, Resident Evil from PlayStation 1 all the way up to all the games they've made through all the systems. Um, the Wii, the Xbox, uh, the PlayStation 2s, all of them. Um, I will always play those games, and they are so much fun to play. I love the games. I love the first-person shooter. I love the... the um, clues and how you have to mix together things to make them another thing and you, you make healing potions and, or, or weeds or whatever they are in the game and you combine your bullets to make you know other things and so yeah those are those are my uh, top seven games ever very nice it's a good list Amanda yeah well I've I committed to this list from the beginning so I didn't change it I will say that I do like some other games that aren't on this, um, but these are the specific titles that I think are kind of best in their class. Yeah. So, number seven, um, new game, Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I just finished it the other day. It is a good game, lots of decent social commentary, and controls well. Good stealth elements, can't complain, Sol solid title. Um, Gears of War 2, I do like the Gears of War franchise, but I feel like Gears of War 2 had the best story elements. Yeah. Um, Halo 4, I think that kind of revolutionized and streamlined the controls and weaponry. It performs and looks the best out of all the Halo 4 games, or all the Halo games. And Halo 4 was the last game to have a proper co-op, um, yeah. because Halo 5 doesn't, which was unfortunate, um, and I was very unhappy about that. So um, I'd have to put Halo 5, ironically, in some of my worst games if there was a list for that. Oh, we could definitely um, do that list. Yeah, it, it's a shame because it's a great series. Um, but I think part about what made it so great is being able to play with someone. And there are so few games now where you can play in the same room with somebody else. Um, yeah. Split screen. Yeah, which is a shame because, you know, my husband likes to play games with me. He doesn't like to play them alone. So yeah. he just won't play. If, yeah, well, uh, just like Daniel was saying, I mean, that's what made the fight genre so good is is being yeah. able to play. You know, so the only games that you really have that you can do that now are the sports games. So yeah, mm. um, and then number four, I go for Mass Effect Two. 
Um, Mass Effect 3, there's obviously all the drama with the ending and everything like that. So I thought it was a solid title, but Mass Effect 2 was the first one that really brought in um, missions for your companions. Um, and you had the whole element of didn't do all their missions. Some of them wouldn't survive. It was absolutely fundamentally different to the first Mass Effect. Worth a play. Um, and uh, I think the best in the franchise so far. Um, the Witcher, I have played Witcher 2 and 3. I think 3 is the better just for graphics and depth. So I put that at number 3. Excellent story. It's definitely for adults, um, as will be our Audible recommendation later, I should say. <laughs> um, definitely for adults. I think it's really funny. Um, the unicorn scene is probably the funniest. Um, I was Looking dying. forward to it. Haven't gotten that far. Yeah, so um, that's quite good. Um, number two, uh, Fallout 3. I love the Fallout series. Um, Fallout 4 is good, and I'm still playing it. But Fallout 3, I think, was really where it really kind of came into its own. Um, it just had all the ambiance, the music, everything was completely spot on. Um, yeah. So I think it represents the best. And then uh, number one, a uh, bit of a bizarre pick, super old game. Um, as far as the franchise is concerned, it is the first in the series. It's from the Xbox, um, and it's Dragon Age Origins. It's I like how she said that was one. old. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> super for, old for game. Super old for game. The franchise. I did caveat. I said for the franchise. That is true. Um, that is true. I think Dragon Age Origins had the best voice acting, um, and I think that really brought quite a lot of it to the forefront. I think Dragon Age 2 was super glitchy, and the combat was kind of awful. It's definitely a write-off. Dragon Age Inquisition, awesome, super awesome, but the voice acting, uh, the talent, I don't think was on par with what you had in Dragon Age Origins, so that's why I'm going to make it number one. And honorable mention... I would say is Skyrim because it's just, it's, it stands on its own. It's not really, it's like a way of life. <laughs> yeah. I was going to do honorable mentions too. Well, give me your honorable mentions. Borderlands, Red Dead Redemption and Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was going to have a few, so I, I definitely wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> I want to throw that out there because those are awesome. Yeah. And I will say I didn't include any MMORPGs cause I think those are kind of like a separate list. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because City of Heroes oh. would have been a mine. Yeah, I played a lot. So, <laughs> separate yeah. list. For sure. Well, I'll do mine last. Uh, so, my list would, uh, like I said, I'd change mine. And, and if that's the case and we can't do, uh, are we not doing MMOs? Because I can change mine. I'd, I'd leave them out because I think we all play enough MMOs okay. to make a... Because if it were, my favorite game would be WoW. I've just invested I, too that's much That's not fair. That's everyone's favorite right. game. Well, it's a lot, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not my favorite uh, game. Except for Daniel. Um, so, okay. Well, then uh, then I will... I have an, That's an easy fix. So, the first one I list would be, uh, I'd say, Final Fantasy VI, like Daniel said. Uh, but for me, this was the first one that I really lost that much time in playing. Uh, and sat down and would play for hours. Great story, uh, great characters, and and very. In terms of Super Nintendo games, it was for me the most epic 
uh, of all of the of any Super Nintendo game I had played up to date. I mean, it's a 60, 70 hour game that you could play there. Uh, and that just, you know, wasn't really, uh, that wasn't really heard of until uh, my second game on here, Chrono Trigger. Um, Chrono Trigger was kind of in the same, uh, definitely in the same genre, same company, completely different in the way they did the, the battle system and the story, uh, the characters that were involved. You didn't really have archetypes per se. You had, it was more of a, uh, more of kind of a, I guess a cohesive story. You didn't have just a caster per se. I mean, you did have those things. You had a warrior with the frog and all that stuff, but, um, it was an interesting game and probably it, it will be one of my all time favorite games. Um, music was great. All of those things. So Chrono Trigger would be number two for me on this list. Uh, heading to my third favorite game, I would say uh, Mass Effect 2. Uh, like Amanda said, Mass Effect kind of laid the groundwork. I read the book. Uh, I think it was Ascension, or I, I'm trying to remember what the title of the book was, that came out. Uh, and it was a prequel to the whole story. So you you learned about, um, and I'm trying to remember, his uh, Commander Shepard's superior officer, Basically, you went through his life as a specter and what he did and how he got to his position. I think it's Anderson, Colonel Anderson. When he uh, gets, uh, when he's a specter and everything he goes through and kind of how he and Shepard have uh, the relationship they have, why they have that relationship. And all that foundation was laid in in the book. And so that, that kind of fleshed out the, the whole world a little bit more for me and, and Mass Effect took it a step further, you know, and, and that was the first one where, like she said, you could lose party members uh, that there was any emotional investment in, and, and uh, so uh, when you got done playing that, you actually really felt something, and that's, to me, what makes these games memorable, and, and my favorite ones is that they, they had left an impression, uh, you know, long after you were done playing them, uh, that you would go back and think about them, so Mass Effect 2. The next one is actually was actually one of those games that they define as like a game that would sell a console you know sometimes there are games that come out that sell consoles like uh, halo uh sold consoles there's some people that just buy xbox for halo then for me that was kotor or knights of the old republic um, yeah yeah knights of the old republic when it came out on xbox i did not have I didn't have an Xbox. I was a PlayStation fan, and I was not going to buy an Xbox. And then when Knights of the Old Republic came out, I I felt like I didn't even have a choice. It was Star Wars, um, you know, and and uh, gave you the opportunity to be a Sith or a Jedi. Uh, it kind of fleshed out a lot of the history, and uh, and just you know basically uh, you know gave you a chance to play out you know your, your dreams fantasies. and be. Well, yeah, in in a in a Star Wars universe, so um, your 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 decisions actually having some sort of consequence. That was one of the first games where you really felt that that if you decided to do one thing, it would have it would lead to other choices, uh, good or bad. Uh, and so Kotor actually sold me on the Xbox, and from there I actually kind of became a fan of an Xbox for for a while. Next game on my list is Bioshock 1. Uh, I would have put Bioshock 2, but I think it's the ending of Bioshock and uh, the whole twist of Would You Kindly uh, that just really... Would You Kindly. Would You Kindly 
when when you finally get that that twist and you find out who oh, Andrew Ryan really was and this whole uh, Ayn Rand backstory twisted with the splicers. I mean, it's a horror game. A Some people don't say it's survival horror. I'm easily frightened. So for me, uh, Bioshock was definitely uh, a horror game. Um, but it had it had a good it had a fantastic story, a very creepy ambiance, and so um, you know just the very setting. Good. Yeah, the setting of that game uh, kind of made everything. But Bioshock won, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so that 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 is Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, Mass Effect Two, the first Knights of the Old Republic, Bioshock. Next one, uh, or my my next to last one, because I, I had some honorable mention ones, which I'll mention uh, before my last one. But uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Mm. Um, probably my favorite of the Zelda games. I liked Ocarina of Time. I know a lot of people think Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are two critically better games. Um, but I think this was my this was my favorite because the first Zelda has a story, kind of, but not really, and you can beat it in about two hours. And uh, but this one had a story. Um, it it had good music. It was it was memorable in a way that it was to me the the first really iconic game Zelda wise. Um, it, it it just it fleshed out the story in a way that the other games really hadn't. That you had to read into fill in the blanks. And this one actually did it for you. Um, and so Link to the Past for me. So my honorable mentions: um, Tecmo Super Bowl on the NES. Would be my mm. first honorable mention. Hundred yard pass. Uh, yeah, well, you could do a hundred yard pass. It had actual NFL <laughs> license, so it had the all the NFL teams. Um, they came out with one a few years after that, where you could actually create your own team. Uh, I think that was when the Panthers and the Jaguars first came into the league. Um, you could create the whole team, and that was that was a pretty cool thing. But the but the first time you could actually simulate seasons and all that stuff, they kept up with statistics. That was the Tecmo Super Bowl. Mario Stacey Kart. actually got an autograph from I did. Guy off a Tech Mobile Super Bowl. I did. Uh, Gentry. Den yeah, Dennis Gentry. Yeah, Dennis Gentry from Chicago Bears. Yep. Um, That's awesome. Mario Kart 64 uh, would be my next one. Uh, honorable mention. I think the first Mario Kart obviously was great, um, but Mario Kart 64, I think I just hold a special place in my heart because I was so good at it. And I'm not as good at the other ones. That particular one, I would have bet money on. Uh, I could actually. There were a couple tracks where I could let everybody start and give you one lap head start, and I would beat you. Um, and uh, so that that was uh, that was one of my favorites. Um, and then Super Mario World would be my last honorable mention. That's I mean, it's in terms of games, it's a great game, but I just couldn't put it on this list because. And these were in no particular order. These were just my top seven games. Uh, the next, and or my last game on this list, is uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, as this is another Square game. Um, it's a Square Disney mashup that, that got whatever they did in the first Kingdom Heart right and then added on to that. Uh, I mean, it was m more of the same, and then... 
just like I said, each one of these games has left an impression to where later on, like I, I still listen to the music from Kingdom Hearts 2. So uh, bought some of the soundtracks and things. So it's it's a uh, it was one of those games that really just stood out to me is, and I would go back and play it now. You know, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, both of those are are fantastic. I probably will one day put those on this list as it changes, but for me, the iconic ones were those seven. Were you gonna say awesome. something? Daniel? I think that's a solid list. Yeah, yeah. I was, was going to agree about the list. Um, I actually forgot about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, that one I added this morning. I was like, oh man, I completely forgot about that game. I was going to add Baldur's Gate and Dead Space too, but see, and that's the thing. It's like this: if if we wanted to go by genres, which we can probably make that list uh, one day, you know, best adventure, best walking simulators, best, you know, I think that's walking uh, simulators is that thing you guys play. <laughs> no. Well, you no. could you could say Firewatch or Gone Home or any of those are are walking simulators. So. About to go home. Symbolic. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, on that note, that topic was brought to you by our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible is offering a free audiobook download for you, the listeners of the Retro Rebel Gamecast, with a free 30-day trial, giving you the opportunity to check out their service. Amanda, what is our recommendation this week? All right, our recommendation this week is for adults only. It is called Maestra by L.S. Hilton, um, and it is a saucy sort of like murder and deception book. It is available on the free trial on audible.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you can head over to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast to get that free title now, or you can choose from over 180,000 other titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast and get your free 30-day trial started now. Now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. So any closing thoughts? I mean, that uh, I think everybody had some good, any, uh, good NES games, good games from every, every uh, console. Any closing thoughts? Well, I Fantastic. think, man, just, just, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say. I, I think. Nah, uh, go ahead. I think <laughs> Go Ahead was the best game ever. I mean, if you ever want to play games, absolutely. No, but but there are so many games. I mean, uh, you know, the top seven games. When well, you know, it's so much fun to be a gamer. Whenever you have to really sweat and crunch and think about what your top seven are. Yeah. You know what I mean, and that's just the world of being a gamer, and that's what's that's what's fun about it. I mean, there's so many so many awesome games out there that you can't. If you have to narrow it down to your your best ones, and the thing that I did was just the ones that I play, the ones that I own, I play religiously, and those that's what came up to my you know. And as far as a childhood memory from yeah. the older games, came up to my top list. So, I mean, being a gamer is just is just the best way to run your life. I mean, just go <laughs> home and be a gamer, you know. Well, I uh, I didn't have one of the games that Amanda had on my list, but uh, every one of those games is fantastic. I have them all, so except for Fallout, so definitely yeah. they changed. I was just gonna say that I think the the best game for you is the one that you always think about that defined you know the genre right for you. Um, and if somebody asks you what's your favorite game, you kind of know it if that's the one you always think of. Yeah. So, you know, it, if if you had to pick even your top one game, you could. If somebody just asked you out of the blue, whatever yeah. you say, that's going to be the one for you because it's like instinct. What's your favorite yeah. game? 
Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a funny, sto- a funny story is uh, uh, one of the uh, games that's not on the list is uh, Ultimate Alliance um, uh, Marvel, uh, which actually Stacy bought and I, I went to his apartment. <laughs> we probably spent all day and all night playing that game. And that and Baldur's Gate, yeah. That and Baldur's Gate, but after, you know, I made a, a comment about being the guy playing Mass Effect and buying all the weapons. Uh, I think after we beat that game. Um, we actually, or Stacey actually spent the money to get the characters that we didn't have, which was uh, Doctor Doom and uh, Silver Surfer. Yeah, on Ultimate Alliance. On Ultimate Alliance, and and uh, yeah. we because you couldn't unlock them. What you had to do to unlock them was silly. So <laughs> you had to beat it on ultra, ultra hard to get Silver Surfer. Yeah, and it was ridiculous. It don't matter how powerful your characters were, that you couldn't win. So yeah, it was frustrating. It just wasn't fun. <laughs> You know, it's funny Funny that you mentioned Knights of the Old Republic. I remember when that game came out, I was at Walmart midnight, the night of its release, and picked the game up and picked up an Xbox because I didn't have an Xbox. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what got me into Xbox. It, it, literally, same exact story. When it was coming out, I was like, okay, uh, I will have to have an Xbox now. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that wraps up this episode of the Retro Rebel Podcast. I want to thank our Rebels Daniel, Rooster, and Amanda for joining me this week. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at info at templeofgeek.com. Please head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show because that helps us a lot. Until next time. See you later. Bye.